let me do the intro. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to. Welcome back to Chip Sadarsky. This is who watches the watchers. <laughs> uh, this is Paul Damien with Who Watches the Watchers. This is uh, Ian corresponding with uh, Who Watches the Watchers. And this is uh, Kenny with the news with uh, Who Watches the Watchers. Uh, can you pass right. back to Kenny? Um, what? Who? Who? I, I heard Who Watches Whoa. the Watchers. That is the question of the hour today, Ian. And I think we're going to be finding out just who does watch the Watchers. Um, I think it's Spider-Man, because that's who we're talking about today. Uh, Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Shadow with Chip Zdarsky yes. as the writer. Written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Pasquale, Ferry, and then colors by Matt Hollingsworth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd never seen Pasquale's art before, but... I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really dug it. It felt... Um, this isn't a dig at his art, <laughs> uh, but it felt digital. It felt like really like... Did, like I, I John on an iPad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No. I I see what you mean. I'm not, and I don't know his process, so I don't know mm-hmm. how much of that is true. But it it felt crisp. You know, it mm-hmm. felt nice and crisp, and and it felt cool. I I liked the depth that then Hollingsworth gave it with the colors because you could tell like there was a lot going on. There. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I really thought the art fit well into like Chip Zdarsky's style of writing too, which mm-hmm. is like you know deep and gritty and kind of like. Uh, attitude but still wanting to have like a tone of like a comfortability and approachability you know what i mean i thought that art this art landed right in the middle of that where it was exactly i mean you're right it's very uh digital in the sense of being perfectly clean you can Mm -hmm. tell i mean everything is just nice clean lines Uh, it looks like it was just perfectly drawn from the moment it hit you know the the board yeah Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but i really uh thought it fit kind of perfectly for the story that this was trying to tell and not give it either too grittiness or like not getting the tone right, right. by being too yes. light or goofy looking, you know, yeah. too comic-y. Um, how did you feel about the art, Paul Damien? I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I love the depth of colors that they mm-hmm. use and just like they use a wide range as well. Yeah. No, for sure. But um, I just, it made it pop like as clean as this is mm-hmm. the oh yeah the, the actual the artwork on the color dude on the color backgrounds yeah it looks like like just a silhouette yeah it's like perfect. It's, it like yeah it really is um but i mean it really as as perfect as this looks the colors in this really make it pop i mm-hmm. think that's what really helps tell the story for this issue for these issues uh, i will give one gripe tiny gripe mm-hmm. um i felt like matt hollingsworth's uh colors on on faces was a little and this isn't probably my taste it was just a little um too realistic on how pasquale was drawing faces where mm. pasquale would just kind of go in there with the you know the two dots for the eyes and the nose i'm just kidding it's not literally like that. <laughs> there's there's a, like a little too much shading kind of right. thrown over it to like yeah. add levels of detail that didn't really need. it felt weird yeah just a little bit for me personally um, but yeah, I mean, like putting big rims on a Honda Civic or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, with truck nuts on the Honda Civic. Oh yeah, yeah. truck nuts right on the Civic. <laughs> oh dude, I love truck nuts. Um, as you guys know, in real time, we're in the middle of the holiday season. Whoop, whoop. So I went Yay. ahead and brought this little guy with me. Here, let me. He's gonna talk. Yeah, yeah, on, we he's gonna the, talk we on mic the, real quick. The AMS, uh, ASMR. Ah, uh... oh, my nuts. Why do you say? Because <laughs> he's a nutcracker. Is he a, is is it a lion? He's a nutcracker. Yeah, he's cracking some nuts, bro. Is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah. they're called nutcrackers. I I've been calling them nutbusters this whole time. <laughs> I mean, he busted my nut too right before this. <laughs> I literally ma- I literally brought him to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, You're welcome, Chip. You get the nut busting joke. (laughs) The fucking man that made sex criminals. What does he expect? There you go. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, Spider Shadow. This is actually a what if book. It kind of is. No, it is. Look at the logos (laughs) on the cover. It it is qualified as a what if. You're not wrong. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. when I had heard, I think, oh, man, it must have been summer, maybe, that that Chip was going to be taking over what if as the, like he was going to take over the what if book as an ongoing thing. I was 
starstruck. I was blown away. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be incredible. And I thought it was going to be anthology yeah. issue to issue because that was my fault for just reading the headline rather than the actual article. <laughs> yeah, and looking into it. Yeah. yeah. But then you come to learn, oh no, it's four issues. And then once the fourth or the first issue came out, they're like, ah, actually five issues. <laughs> and so now we got this five issue uh, mini Spider Shadow. Which and was perfect for me because I really wanted to read something a little more condensed yes. like I'd been complaining mm-hmm. about. I wanted something that had a, like a start and a finish. Mm-hmm. And then we, even though this still kind of ends a little uh, open-ended oh, definitely. at the end, it still felt very much like a whole thing, yeah. you know what I mean? To to get uh, the beginning and finality of the situation, yeah. you know? So I was really grateful for that, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, it's kind of crazy to think this is a what-if story because now that makes so much sense on why we're talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about today. I didn't even put that together. We're, yeah, so... Uh, Sorry. Uh, we're also going to be talking about what if from Disney Plus. So the latest, uh, I guess MCU. I think it's part of the MCU technically. So yeah, um, I guess so. Yeah, technically. Yeah, and so we'll be talking about that as well. Um, how do you guys, real quick? How do you guys feel about the fact that it's still called the MCU with the streaming? Uh, it's shows? cinematic. You think I mean, it's it, all still cinematic you think in that's the still sense called? that it, yeah, it all still falls under the umbrella of that. Okay. Um, I didn't know, like, because it, it, it does sound, when you hear of cinema or cinematic, you think of prestige mm-hmm. a little bit. And then, then HBO. When the, <laughs> right, exactly. And then, um, well, actually, you think about people who love the cinema and prefer to see things in the movie theater you don't think of streaming like, yeah like Netflix I guess or, they meant that in like the box office right. style the fact that they yeah. only showed like at least back in the day yeah. they only showed like the you know yeah movies um, but it, it is interesting that it's uh, that's how it's dubbed and it will be dubbed forever the MCU um, it uh, we learned the earth number just a few minutes ago it oh, was yeah. earth one one nine 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 nine. There's like four or five nines. Oh, it's yeah. one hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Yeah. So oh, okay. Five nines. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, like a hundred nines. And they should just rename it to the MCU. Like fuck it. it Actually, it doesn't need a number. <laughs> there had to be an. They should have been like fourteen oh eight or like a fun movie reference number, oh. and that would have been like a cool idea they could have done. Even on top of that, the fourteen oh eight is from a book, so it, it, all, it always leads back been, to a book. Been meta as hell. <laughs> that must be the Stephen King universe yeah. in the Marvel yeah. world. That'd be badass. In the that, Marvel universe, that's where the Dark Tower exists. The Mo- Marvel multiverse. Mm. It's, it's universe fourteen oh eight. The Marvel verse. <laughs> but yeah, Spider Shadow. Yes. Um, I, one thing mm-hmm. this guy pointed out that I was like, "Damn, that's actually a good call." Was that you know. I was telling him a little about it, and you know, I thought the first issue gives us that perfect little uh, synopsis of what we're getting into, which mm-hmm. is what if Peter Parker chose to never give up the, the symbiote suit, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and he was like, oh, kind of like Life Story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shit, that's also a Chip Zdarsky mm-hmm. book, too, yeah. where that is kind of an element that happens. So yeah. I was like, uh, I was curious which came first. Oh, the, this is brand new. This is brand freaking oh, new. Wow. Okay, so okay. this is fresh this, off the tape. This, at the time of recording this, this finished like a few weeks ago. Got you. So yeah. it was a, it was an idea that he's already kind of played with before mm-hmm. in Life Story and obviously wanted to delve in more specifically and maybe the immediate yeah, uh, uh, ramifications that would come from that situation. So I was kind of like blown away when he pointed out. So I was like, "Damn, you're right. That is that is uh, something it, that we've already read from the, this writer before." The it's, difference, though, yeah. I would say, is that in life story, um, Peter is able to resist the symbiote. Like mm-hmm. he it has no real control over him. As but like in contrast to this one, it has full control over him. Yeah. Yeah. Know? And of course in life stories he's also using it because it's like a- he's aging out exactly. and needs it to just keep up physically. Mm-hmm. I think I think yeah, I know that's a great idea is that in life story he's older. He's more matured. He's mm-hmm. he's able to think things through as to where here it's the sliding time scale where he's always young. He's always mm-hmm. like late twenties at the most. Yeah. And he's still going to be reckless with his, you know, keepsakes, you know, or his items, his, 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 uh, his himself. His, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, but no, I mean, this is an idea that Chip obviously really liked mm-hmm. a lot about the Spider-Man lore is the whole symbiote suit and how it, it affects the man who is, you know, in the Marvel universe, you look at towards as like, Oh, he's the best of the best, you know? Yeah. Um, how do you guys feel about that? The chip likes to play in this this world where it's it's a uh, man and symbiote. 
Uh, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I don't really get to, you never really get to see something like this of Spider-Man, you know, mm-hmm. like where he's kind of the bad guy. Yeah. You know, so seeing it here uh, was really good. It was a really nice experience, really like kind of eye opening experience because I want more of this now. Like, I need more uh, bad guy Spider-Man. Just go watch <laughs> Spider-Man 3, you know? Oh, <laughs> dude, talk about a bad Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, I mean, no, we literally get him, like, hurt, you know, injuring MJ and, you mm. know, killing in this and being the ultimate Breaking villain. Breaking J. Jonah, Jonathan's hand. Yeah, I mean, oh, shit, yeah. Pure violence, which I, which I definitely appreciated the, the art at those times because it mm-hmm. literally went from being something that was, like, kind of casual and very clean to all of a sudden being, like very violent and mm-hmm. bloody and so it and jarring in that sense so. oh dude when he um, popped uh when he killed hobgoblin he how did he eyes. kill hobgoblin oh he he gouged him yeah his he gouged his eyes out fuck that's fucked up yeah uh, <laughs> so yeah i mean let's talk about the inciting factor well first mm-hmm. of all he he gets very he does have the same kind of mentality of like oh let me check what reed thinks of the suit yeah. as to where he did in in life story yeah absolutely um everyone listening go go listen to our episode of life story it's relevant <laughs> yeah um but in this universe he's young and he's reckless and so he's like no you don't know what you're talking about and he's already kind of given into the suit mm-hmm. yeah too and so he know he's almost addicted to the suit like and, oh it could do all these cool things exactly. i don't need anything now just the suit yeah. exactly um, but it also like makes him like down on his luck at the same time because then he's like de- like neglecting Black Cat uh, mm. and, and, and uh, MJ, MJ. Mm-hmm. and so he decides to go to Aunt May, and and that's where the kind of trigger that that moves this fo- like story, story completely along. forward mm-hmm. yeah. happens where the hobgoblin follows him and uh, kills Aunt May. Yeah, bombs the house essentially. Yeah, yeah. And then um, Peter's the only one. He, blind with rage, he yeah. forgets about Aunt May to go beat up Hobgoblin and then realizes that she's still in the house. Yeah. So, I mean, it is as much his fault. It's it's mm-hmm. almost the same shit as, as Uncle Ben's death. Well, and then and exactly. the symbiote literally refuses to even allow him to go into the house yeah, to attempt fi- to save her because yeah. of the fire. And it's like, nah, bro, we can't <laughs> Which, do that. And he just has to be like, okay, I guess I can't, I'm not allowed to do Which, that again, now. is his fault mm-hmm. for relying on the symbiote. Oh, so much. Exactly. Yeah, so true. Um, like he says, it's his responsibility. He why, says it multiple times throughout yeah. this book, you know. Why do you think uh, the symbiotes are allergic to fire? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> because of allergy. null. Yeah. <laughs> because of null, yeah. Yeah, the way the... Well, yeah, because the way the symbiotes were made. We should do Venom pretty soon. We should do Donny Cade's Venom pretty soon. I want to try and do that. And Is, that's the one with null, right? Yeah, where, where, goes, where we learn I about I would love to do that. I really want to do yeah, that. Because well, I've been here... I've been, like, looking mm-hmm. at a lot of Venom lore and shit like that recently, so... Yeah. How did you guys feel about his look? When he actually submits to being Venom in oh, this and book. became oh, more spider-fied. Yeah. Fucking sick. I thought it looked badass. I liked that they leaned into more of a spider-type mm-hmm. look. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To keep it more of a still a Venom, obviously, style, but give it his own fresh take. And it like is him leaning into the spider side of the persona. I really like the, the fang yeah. aspect mm-hmm. of it. But it's pretty much everything from the neck down is still very classic uh i think venom he, in a way yeah. yeah oh he gets bulky too like mm-hmm. he kind of he, he gets kinda, a pretty buff yeah, yeah definitely buffs him up how did you guys feel about the necessity to still shove uh eddie brock into the story i thought that was weird but i i guess you know whenever you do a what if story and you kick somebody out of their role uh, a lot of times oh, what you man. see them do is they have they're they're like oh they're still around we still want to let you know that they did something. Mm-hmm. They're just not this character that they normally are. You know, I respect that. Mm-hmm. I think that that is necessity. Whenever, mm-hmm. like you're saying, whenever someone abs- uh, absorbs someone else's role in this other universe, yeah. it's mm-hmm. always neat. Even if it's a throwaway one panel where it's like... We need to see where that person ended up due to these changes of exactly. circumstance. They're yeah. Star-Lord flipping burgers. Exactly. Yes. They're <laughs> Star-Lord flipping burgers. <laughs> no, but um, including Eddie Brock into this story, which chronologically what this happens in issue pretty later it will in in the normal universe this would have happened in the uh secret wars was the 80s so this would have been like the mid 80s 
Eddie Brock doesn't really come around until I think 89 and 90. Okay. So th- there's still a few years in our reality before, you know, Spider-Man gives up the suit and it goes to Eddie Brock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really interesting that they kind of shoved that time span a little bit shorter, like Together. condensed it. And also that they got rid of um, like a lot of his heavy hitters, like Octavius and stuff in this book. I feel like it's almost foreshadowing that Eddie Brock's going to be much more important if they ever do a continuation. If there's a continuation from this. Speaking of Eddie Brock, mm. I did not see, realize, like, I did not see it coming when he stabbed Dr. Octavius oh. in the back. And became, and became I was Brock-tavious. Like, Holy shit, yeah, Brock-tavious. <laughs> Which I really appreciated. I uh, like when they were Brock-Oc. calling him brock Yeah, brock <laughs> god damn it yeah that came out of fucking nowhere mm-hmm. which is funny because you know uh like we were just talking about mm-hmm. they're like oh we have to put eddie brock in this story you know because he's no longer venom technically so they were like oh we'll just have him assume somebody else's role yeah. and well, kill them off one thing i will say i like yeah. i like about that as far as the story element in this is that mm-hmm. it shows that eddie brock isn't bad just because of the symbiote getting a hold of him and turning him into a bad person i think he wanted to chip stars he wanted to show that eddie brock's kind of always going to be a bad guy no matter loses his job yeah he always i mean as long as that catalyst moment (laughs) happens of him yeah being betrayed by peter parker he's Mm -hmm. always gonna you know have that vengeance and want to take it it's destined for him to be integral into the story somehow he's gonna find a weapon to use to fight spider-man you know one way or another so i thought that was actually brilliant writing to be you know have this character be themselves no matter how they had mm. to get there you know who who played eddie brock in the toby mcguire movies topher grace to- the guy from that 70s show right? yes. topher okay. grace yeah how do you feel about his eddie brock i was literally just thinking about it um like because i could see his face i just mm-hmm. like i said earlier i'm bad with names um uh not that good <laughs> like <laughs> like i think of like venom now and i'm like that's that's who should be venom oh you know right uh what's his name uh, greg hardy greg hardy <laughs> what is his yeah. name tom hardy tom hardy yeah. yeah um matt hardy have you seen god damn it the hardy bros yeah exactly. uh, tom hardy bros yeah um have you seen the latest movie carnage no i haven't i really want to but i'm kind of holding off on it because i don't know if we're gonna do it for the podcast um if we do it'll be once it's on netflix because mm-hmm. i think the deal that sony struck is that the movies there a lot of their movies will go to netflix eventually and then a lot of those and marvel centric movies will eventually then jump from netflix onto disney. disney plus okay and i think that's like years down the road so i mean we might do it one day we could do like a double feature we can revisit i mean if we're not gonna venom. do it anytime soon i'm probably just gonna watch it yeah, yeah. then fine yeah that's, that's yeah, totally cool with me. <laughs> <laughs> um apparently there's a scene at the end of that movie or like the post credit scene that has some heavily have heavy implications so oh for the mcu kind of yeah mm-hmm. i mean do you know what it is? Yeah, I do know what it is. And you don't want him to spoil it. No, for you. I do not want. Do you him know to spoil what it is? It. No, I, okay. I want to know what it is. <laughs> and I was like, screw it. Anybody listening will have to just listen. You better have watched I mean, Carnage. Enough time has passed exactly. since the Carnage movies come and, out oh, anyway, and this yeah. is going to come out in exactly. another month. That's my mentality <laughs> here. Close your ears. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, I could just, just I go, just go, go pee real quick. Go pee real quick. I'm just kidding. We're not going to force you off the podcast. Let's get back to uh, Spider Shadow, though. Um, uh, so, Spider Man be killing these fools. I know. It's, it's, he broke his Batman rule. <laughs> I love when he um, attacked Wilson Fisk. Oh, yeah. I love just so, the, the who does Wilson angle send on him? of that panel. Oh, Shocker? It's, it's Shocker and Scorpion. Scorpion. Mm-hmm. And he just fucking wrecks him. <laughs> Dude, he beats the fuck up. I just love that Shocker's like, wait, what? You don't do this. He's yeah. like, what is happening right now? He's like, in, he's in shock yeah. and awe <laughs> in the moments of his final, in his death. You know, it's funny. We're doing this uh, chip miss this month. Uh-huh. Um, and this is not the last time we're going to see Shocker in one of these books. Oh, what a Shocker. What a- <laughs> <laughs> you beat him to it. Beat me to it. <laughs> I think that there is like a, a weird love that Chip might have for Shocker. And, oh, really? And I think it's pretty cool. Um, and I won't tell you which book we see him in because I think it's, it's. Oh, just. Okay. Yeah. So uh, keep an eye out. Uh, we're going to yeah, play no. a, a Shocker roulette. 
Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but Spider-Man kills Shocker and Scorpion and brings mm. some uh, body parts. Is there trash man? He sends oh, the two little the trash. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sends God? he sends the body parts to Wilson Fisk. No, he takes them. He brings them. Yeah, he gives them. He sends them to him. <laughs> How do you guys feel about that? Uh, fucking <laughs> Spider Man, the delivery that's, man, that's the repo all man. Venom, right there. Yeah. So I mean, that yeah. that's the symbiote. That's just like, oh yeah, I'll carry around this man's arm with me. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's what I'm saying. Like that's totally something Venom would do. Okay, you that's know? a good call. Yeah. Hey, uh, does Venom eat people? In the movies, he does at least. I, I don't know, know right? about in the Comic comics. Books. Yeah, um, we I, haven't. None we of haven't us read, have read enough, enough Venom, Venom to know. Looks like we got to read Venom. <laughs> Let's do it, guys. I don't know if Venom eats people. That's so funny. to Hopefully, me. Hopefully, he does. That like the symbiote in the movies wants to like actively consume people eat all the people. time. Yeah, because it should be able to sustain itself with just whoever it's like. Yeah, attached it's, the to. symbiosis is what it's kind of. That's its whole life. Yeah, it's more exactly. parasitic than you know. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's crazy. It's it's supposed to be like uh, I guess Tom Hardy's eating twice as much because half of those yeah, like a tapeworm. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You got something else you have to feed beyond yourself. Do you think it's getting stronger, like uh, taking the best oh. parts of people that it eats as well, like some so of their DNA? In in Donny Cates' run, mm-hmm. there is something that they kind of talk about called the Codex, which is the whatever. The whoever the symbiote like attaches to, it yeah. gains some of their like memories. Yeah, and so like the later offspring are stronger than the yeah than the originals. Yeah, and so I, I you know that's that's very true. Is like it it does feed off of you your essence enough to where it gets your memories and your some like fragments mm. of your consciousness and holds on to it, which is yeah. crazy. Like we we um we in Spider Man Life Story. I know we're going right yeah. back to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um with Craven. Yeah. The Craven Venom. And Craven was long dead, but Venom just held on to his, his body and consciousness, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It, and, I mean, he loves him. Yeah. Venom loved Craven in that universe. Speaking of which, Craven's True. one of the only survivors in this book. In this book. book. Yes. Well, yeah. Of the bad guys. So, and, so that's another thing that Chip obviously loves is Craven. Yeah. <laughs> True. And killing bads. Yeah. It's something way, we learn. Towards the end of the book, you see um, Beast, and he looks fucking awesome. <laughs> He looks just, so cool. Just a flashback on our uncanny uh, X Force. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've been doing a lot of beast love lately. Yeah, <laughs> fucking sure. beast love. But no, when fucking he fucking delivers the body parts to Wilson Fisk and just fucking annihilates him, and we just see yes. blood and gore just splattering off page. I was like, holy fuck! This yes. this comic mm. just went no fucking bars held. Yeah, like I was genuinely blown away by that because I was convinced that up to this point that Wilson Fisk would become our like main, main antagonist so it just shot that shit right in the it face it made me think that this was a completely different spider-man story that i had like heard about before oh where wilson fisk is like one of the biggest bad guys in the story and then spider-man threatens what to happens kill him. in that in that story i don't remember exactly <laughs> but i remember um i believe aunt may does die because oh, of wilson fisk yeah no this and is then, i know exactly what you're talking yeah about. and spider-man like threatens to like shoot webbing down his throat and yeah. nose that's when uh, Spider-Man reveals his identity for Civil War. Oh, okay. But then I don't remember how they revive Aunt May past that. I, I think Mephisto? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but when I saw the punch-out scene where he punches the living fuck out of Wilson Fisk's <laughs> face, I was like, oh, no, wrong button. <laughs> there it is. Were you really? Yes, I was like... You're just happy to see Fisk just get what he deserves right out the mm. gate. Okay, so who else thought that Wilson Fisk was dead? Me. Oh, me. Look at at the violence. (laughs) Like, I I imagined it took that one punch and Wilson Fisk head exploded. (laughs) Like, that's how it looks. Yeah, but I I believed that it was the death of the kingpin that would definitely drive Doc Ock, Mysterio, Mm -hmm. Craven, Electro, and Rhino to all feel like they have to work together to... Sinister Six. Yeah. With J. Jonah to... There's five of them and then is J. Jonah James to become the sixth. sixth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I was a little confused by that because I was like, oh, J. Jonah's just bankrolling it. He's not mm-hmm. part of the sixth. But no, he is. <laughs> he gets that fucking robot suit and, and so he's basically the, Arnim Zola. That suit was pretty cool. <laughs> that so that's the Spider Slayer suit. Oh, okay. That is front. That's uh. That's I think, how I was able to fucking grab him and take yeah, care of him exactly. so easily. Yeah. That's from Spider Man's mythos. And so I was like very surprised to see J. Jonah in that fucking thing. Because I think 
Scorpion was originally like one of the first prototypes of the Spider Slayer. Oh, that mm. makes sense. And okay. I think J. Jonah Jameson bankrolled, bankrolled Scorpion, that. right? Yeah. I think so. I, I I might have my Spider Man so lore. Do you wrong. think he just had that in like a storage. fucking storage? I, mean, I know. For, yeah. I know. Th- I know for a fact that's canon in some yeah. storylines. Yes. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, but look he, at that fucking suit. It looks fucking nuts. It looks like something out of Lost in Space. You yeah, know, like it, does. it doesn't look like anything out of a Marvel I, book you'd ever read. It looks it lo- like a giant roach. Well, it, yeah, it's like <laughs> describe yeah. it. Yeah, I was going to say you describe it. <laughs> it, it looks like a giant roach. It looks like um, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Like a giant silver. It's it's beautiful. It looks like the Destroyer if it was developed in the year 3000. <laughs> And it has all these like appendages, and then it's just J. Jonah Jameson's fucking Hitler mustachioed face just yeah. gleaming through this golden orb. It looks submarine. really like a bug. <laughs> like it really does. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, it looks very cool. Um, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll finish talking about uh, what if Spider Shadow. Hey guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. Uh, we're still talking about Spider Shadow Ooh. by Chip Zdarsky. What if the spider had a shadow? I, oh, fuck. We're, we're, I, if he that, had a shadow, I'd follow him around with a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> and that shadow is murder. It, it is murder. And a lot of it. Yeah. In a very short period of time. He kind of went zero to a hundred in this book. He was like, you know what? I murder now. And then just went and murdered fucking everybody he didn't like for about Honestly, two that's days. what happened. It, I think, well, how long do you think this, how, like, actually, what what is the time span between this? Because it seems like... I'd say like a month. Yeah, it seems like a while you that he's so? at this. Yes, because it shows Reed and, and all the other superheroes, like, trying to figure it out. And they're like, he's killed 11 dudes at this point, you know? Yeah, and they're like, like, we've been trying to contact you. I was going to say, I feel like they're also, like, actively looking for him, though. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, hard to know exactly. No more than a month, I guess, is what it, even yeah. I'd say. Because I could believe this is all condensed down into a much shorter time frame than that and which is just you know maybe like a week or two at most yeah maybe like, it was just a few days of him killing bad guys i think it has to be at least a week yeah in my opinion um but yeah no because i mean you know jay jonah's got to get through that codex and call <laughs> up all the the other oh, sinister five you know yeah. and be like hey boys we got a spider to whack you know so <laughs> i think i think it was pretty brilliant that they they cut off octo octopus uh, pretty quickly into this book because I I feel like he's very formidable. Yeah, yes. like almost too formidable. Being you know? being another science person, mm-hmm. someone who would use logic to defeat the problem versus just like brute force. You right. know, uh, he was someone who would come at the, the issue more like Reed Richards and attack the symbiote and not the spider. You know, unless like Eddie Brock. Yeah, <laughs> who's just going in there, arms ablazing. Yeah, well, the yeah, Brock Ock is a lot different than Otto Ock, you know. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so no, it's smart to get Octavius out of the way because exactly, I feel like it wouldn't, he wouldn't have been nearly as formidable for the that that team, or I, I wouldn't even call it formidable because he wrecks them. Mm-hmm. Um, if it would have been because yeah, Otto. Electro dies, Rhino dies, uh, Scorpion wasn't part of the team. Who was it? It was Electro, Rhino, Craven lives, mm-hmm. Brock lives. Mysterio dies. Mysterio's Mysterio. the first one to die, yes. I think. Dude, Mysterio looks dope in this fucking I thought movie. so, too. Yeah, he looks sick. You can I see like his, the way you see his eyes. Yeah, yeah. you see his smoky head. And smoky then, head? And then he tries to start doing his parlor tricks, and the fucking comic book turns into fucking, like, a, a clown house. Mm-hmm. It looks mm-hmm. so Dude, dope. Dude, those panels are sick. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, God, I love that shit. I felt like we were reading, like, Barrier or something yeah. again with, like, the <laughs> wild colors, you know, yeah. and just how jarring it was from what we were seeing before. But even something scarier is right up before that we see oh, Beetle. just a, yet another oh, murder that gosh. was off you know screen yeah. basically and who's beetle beetle is just another just Spider-Man 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 especially around yeah. that time period yeah. yeah is he like a a, a b-ranked bad guy yeah so beetle eventually becomes part of the <laughs> a beetle ranked bad guy. <laughs> but i thought it was hilarious that after they find the beetle and they all like look up he's just like like a monster yeah. just like hiding yeah. up in a web or he's like <laughs> yeah like i'm gonna get your ass <laughs> damn badass so. uh yeah i mean that panel is fucking sick because you can see the trees through the web mm-hmm. and it's all in the woods like by a barn or some shit it's where both fucking pascal and matt hollingsworth were just fucking firing on all cylinders at this point it's like yeah. they knew exactly the story they were coloring and drawing and yeah. fucking killing it and i think all this art looks so great uh and really lines up to like the intensity of what we're seeing i mean like once again Dude, the yeah. fucking all of the 
uh, clown-esque fucking colors of the fucking mm-hmm. Mysterio world look nuts, and we only get it for okay. a short it's bit like a because he takes him out. Before he's just violently yeah, ripped yeah. out of the story entirely, and we're thrown back into this dark, forested environment. I mean, it, they were so willing to go from bright, colorful panels to dark, jarring panels like back-to-back yeah. back and, and then and jump back and forth a mm-hmm. lot in a way that's really fucking awesome and I think made this page-turning. You know, yeah. I think we all read it probably pretty... In a pretty short span of time, because yeah. it was just yeah. I actually, read it all today. I did too. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. It took me about an hour, and I, I, I fucking cranked this one. Um, but yeah, I do. I really, really love this book. Um, and it's after this. It's after his battle with the six in the woods mm-hmm. that he finally is removed from the suit, and it's within the bla- the blazing barn. Mm-hmm. Um. How did you feel about J. Jonah Jameson saving him? Saving him because he was Peter Parker. He's like, it had to be you, Peter. I think that there's always been that kind of weird kinship with him and Parker, even though the movies very much uh, portray mm. it as like a like a butting of heads, like, oh, my shitty boss. In in the comic books, I think that there was a lot more of like, you know, J. Jonah Jameson does see himself as like a guardian to Peter. Yeah, like hard and, dad. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, you think he sees Peter as somebody who could take over the bugle one day? Maybe, yeah. I mean, that's that might be true even too. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I really did love that. That it was like, it Chip knew how to plant a mole on the inside that would be able to save Peter once shit hit the fan. Someone mm-hmm. to flip, you know, exactly. sides right at the right time. Yeah, that's it's kind of crazy because that that genuinely means that J Jonah Jonason. Jonathan, <laughs> yeah, Jonathan. Um, <laughs> God, he he really um, likes Peter more than he hates Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, that's like absolutely. That, that absolutely proves it. That shows yes. you, at least in this universe. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there there was a story not that long ago that I think Chip did. I think Chip's playing homage to himself. Yeah, <laughs> in the spectacular Spider Man, Jay Jonah finds out that Spider Man is Peter, and okay. he's like. Oh fuck! I have to take back everything I ever did. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, and so even Dan Slott plays it into the end of his run towards towards the end of it, where J. Jonah Jameson's desperately trying to help Peter, and he keeps getting in the way. <laughs> um, That's awesome! Yeah. I want to read that. It's it's pretty good. It's the Red Goblin story. That's when uh, Green Goblin oh. Norman gets carnage. Is basically the uh, elevator pitch. Um, but yeah, it, it 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 I think it goes really well. Um, I don't remember how they get that genie back in the bottle, though, because I think it's back to where there's a genie as well. <laughs> J. Jonah G- genie. <laughs> J. Jonah genie son. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, let's get back to the spider shadow. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. He's finally separated from the suit and it decides to go to the most terrifying person Dude. it could have ever fucking selected oh. yeah. besides him. And I think he looks fucking nuts fucking venomized reed richard is probably one of the coolest things i've read in a long time <laughs> yeah i love that he almost looked like the red skull in some yeah some shots because he, he his his look kind of changes and this is a theory that i had about this book was that they just recently did all these like uh within the past couple of years uh-huh. these venomized covers yeah where mm-hmm. they get like x23 venom or or hulk venom or whatever venom pool or, or the symbiote supreme or whatever yeah um and so you see in this book that everyone gets their own symbiotes but they don't look any different other than their sp- faces are a little bit sp- spooky yeah mm-hmm. and i think it was this is my theory i don't know nothing um, but I think it was Marvel telling him, like, hey, don't design too many characters, too many Venoms in here, because then we don't want that to be the definite look of Beast Venom oh, or Miss yes. Marvel Venom or whatever. So that those can still be however they want. So then stylized. we can get another artist to redesign those, and that can be a pop later on, or that could be a lunchbox that's or such something. A, that's and such then you a have different call. versions of them, exactly. different Venoms. And I even think that the Venomized, like, Mr. Or Fantastic or uh, Mr. Fantastic Pop doesn't even quite look like this because it definitely oh, exists. Okay. I think, and I think it's there might even be. Uh, that was another theory I had was that they hadn't done Mr. Fantastic yet, and so they're like, "Okay, you guys can go ahead and do that one." Um, but I'll regardless, yeah, if you find it, let me know. Uh, that was just my theory on why you know Beast still looks blue, Iceman still looks like ice. You and know? then in those panels where they show. Um, Reed Richards as Venom. Do they? Um, yeah, he was one of the first. Th- those oh, are wow. those are symbiotes that they made, right? Yes. In the so lab. He, he, oh, holy shit! 
He looks badass. <laughs> he looks terrifying. I like that he's a little less venomized than I expected, and how a lot more of them have like the full black venomized bodies and stuff. It's he's still like because mm-hmm. that has complected to, that has to has, be like, based after red eyes. That has to be based after like a, a variant cover from somewhere. I can imagine that Reed Richards is like the perfect fucking host. For yeah, because symbiote. He stretches. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> But also because of how super fucking intelligent he is. No, for sure. You know? I didn't even consider that. You know, whenever you think about what the Venom is doing or the symbiote is doing to its host, you almost think about zombied or Ultroned or something where it's like mindless and being controlled. Exactly. But the symbiote is able to really utilize its host yeah because yeah. it it's able to read their thoughts well manipulate you so, even the other side yeah. exactly and so do you think that that is a perfect explanation on why thor was still able to wield mjolnir is because even though yeah sure he has the host or the venom the symbiote on him he is still him and he is still worthy yeah. even though there's two minds in there you Cause, know cause his mind isn't necessarily corrupted so much as just being like maybe surrounded by yeah. a corrupting force, you know? So Mjolnir still recognizes Thor as himself, even though he's being, like, yeah. enveloped in something evil. And I think I think um, Peter even says, like, he he remembers everything as it happening. It's kind mm-hmm. of like he was in the background. You yeah, know, like almost like he was experiencing his life at a, at a third-person level. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So, yeah. you, like let, you said, let Venom take there. the wheel, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he was in the back seat. Where's my son? Um, um, but one thing I was intrigued by, anyway, getting back to this mm-hmm. a little bit, was just I guess he, these are the samples that Reed Richard had taken from the symbiote. I think, or he's, maybe oh, he's cultivating. Or he's just it, it, the yeah. one that f- separated from Peter somehow just managed to get all the way to the Baxter he building says and something about yeah. it. So I'm assuming the Venom symbiote ex- escapes the flaming barn. Yeah, and it yeah. shows it on the back of on the Jay van. Jonah's van. Yeah. But it's like, how did it get from there? Well, they drive into the city, and so it just decides to go to the last place that it was being studied, yeah. which was by Reed Richards. So that and, was one thing I was just kind of like. I think we just missed the, 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 I want a whole issue that's just mm -hmm. the symbiote journey to the Baxter building that day. Oh, like (laughs) explaining all of it? That would be kind of cool. Or like an upbeat little tune. Yeah. It's just a, and just like walking down the street, taking over people's bodies, you know? (laughs) It's a digital exclusive where it just shows how it doesn't. Um, so. Does the symbiote have a name? I'm sure at some point it got it. I think it does. Um, the idea is that it's an abusive relationship. It's a it's a metaphor for an abusive relationship where one party demands you demands so much of you. Yeah. And so this idea that the symbiote would be like a jealous girlfriend where it's like, okay, fine, you don't want to be with me. I'll go be with him and I'll figure out a way to get you back. Yeah, I will get you. I will (laughs) make you want me back. And that no, I mean, that's kind of like the idea here is that the mentality of the symbiote is like, no, it's spiteful. It's like a jealous partner. Yeah, it's it it wants desperately to get Peter back. Yeah, in any way it can, even a horrible ones. And so it goes to the smartest person it knows and is like, Let's come up with a plan on how to get Pete back. Um, and so, yeah, no, uh, Mr. Fantastic is Venom towards the end of this arc. And he replicates the Venom symbiote and just unleashes it onto the heroes mm-hmm. who have come to try to stop him. <laughs> coincidentally, all gathered circle around the Baxter building. And it's up to Spider-Man, the Human Torch and MJ to save the day. Because Black Cat takes J. Jonah Jameson home. That's how they're written out of the story. Just yep. like, just go I'm home. Taking you home. Yeah. <laughs> and go I home. was watching Naruto. I was just kind of looking at it, um, going through a couple pages, and um, there's a part where the symbiote is like talking through Reed Richards, mm-hmm. and he says, "Like we just like Peter wants to save everybody, and mm-hmm. I know what we could do. We just need more of me." And he says, "I've been working on others." So. It it just that's the only explanation that they have saying like how those other symbiotes came. Yeah. That he just created them. Yeah. I I, I wholeheartedly believe that. And I believe he'd have the capability to do that. Especially with fucking Reed Richards lab yeah. and brain. Yeah. <laughs> but uh obviously the fucking symbiote wasn't too parasitic on Peter because we literally get the hottest 
fucking version of Peter Parker coming oh, out of having the symbiote. Looking, I like, saw him right there. Handsome, I was like, man. oh, he thick. Yeah. <laughs> he real thick. He's fucking great. And then the next... <laughs> Explain the panel, please. It's yeah. just it's just beautiful, buff, bearded Peter Parker putting on origin- his uh, more original Spider-Man suit. He's uh, it's like halfway his, on. Yeah, just, he's like pulling down the, the, uh. the torso or the shirt halfway down. So you he's can, got just some nice abs, nice little V-cut going on. Yep. And fucking, you can see his uh, butt meat from the side. Just the chunky oh, butt meat. fucking side butt meat. <laughs> He's I got love that, side butt. That perfect lumber, lumberjack look. Them, them thighs to dies for, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Whew>. Great job. <laughs> I was trying to find this one. There it is. Um, but yeah, no, it, he looks great and he goes and he saves the day. It's up to him. I'm kind of. From freaking the Black Baxter building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder why they, I guess because they were coming out with this comic, but I wonder why they didn't do um, a what if story on the on Disney Plus for Spider-Man like they did with all these other characters but i yeah. guess they were trying to stick to the main Marvel universe like the cinematic mm-hmm. universe yeah so the MCU we'll talk about do you guys want to get into well let's let's, let's finish, wrap this up real yeah. quick um which is that we get all the venomized villains right which are the good guys which all get a kind of a cool little fight i mm-hmm. thought it was awesome that invisible woman finally got her you know got, got some cool time to shine in this comic mm-hmm. book the fucking ice cream man <laughs> version oh of my richards God. we finally yes. get you know looks fucking wild and crazy because whatever reason it decides it needs a helmet you know yeah to make it extra fireproof <laughs> <laughs> I, well, yeah that's what it is uh and then literally we just get some phantom x nonsense to get the the defeat which is that they trick it into thinking that oh it's it's illusion yeah johnny is oh i thought that was amazing yeah just the fact that like as soon as you see his glowing eyes you just know oh, immediately that's johnny they think, yeah. you think oh that's johnny boy they convince it to think johnny is peter so yeah. it, it climbs inside of him like hell yeah i got my boy and then he's just like nope burn you away son yep. and flames on and we get our flame on yeah we get our flame on. Hell yeah. So, it's getting hot in here. Uh, uh, the Venom kills Mr. Fantastic. Oh, but he does kill Mr. Fantastic. Dude, I was so bummed out about that. Yeah, he, it's literally spite. It's yeah. it's the. It's like, oh, but he could probably stop us from being together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. He and knows so, all my secrets now. He kills uh, Mr. Fantastic, and then Johnny Storm tricks it on, yeah, blazes on. And then... A month passes or so. Yeah. There's the funeral. Some time passed. And Sue comes to Pete and is like, hey, I've been thinking a lot about all this and we have a spot for you. Will you be our fantastic fourth? Yeah. How honored would you be? The fantastic Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is the fantastic Spider-Man. How honored would you be if you were offered the fourth spot? on the team? I'd be like, can it be the thing? <laughs> I feel like Peter would have so much guilt for the... For the death of Reed, it'd be hard, either very hard for him to take up the mantle, or he'd feel almost like obligated. He would be completely obligated to pick mm-hmm. it up and take on that position that he feels he's left. It's, yeah, open. It's kind of funny because, like, the way that um, Peter kind of sees Reed in the in these comics is kind of the way that um, Peter sees Tony Stark in the cinematic universe. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's almost like. If the Fantastic Four had come out in the MCU pre the Sony deal and Spider-Man comes in afterwards, mm-hmm. it would have only ever made sense for it to be Reed. Yeah. Because he, he does. He, he, be he awesome. idolizes Reed in the comics from the get-go. And so I, I I do admire that aspect of it when it comes to the Tony Stark shit, but I think the Tony Stark shit is just a little too, too much. Yeah. I mean, in at least in the comic books, Reed Richards makes way more sense for Peter Parker to idolize mm-hmm. versus Tony Stark because his yeah. ideals are so much more aligned with Peter's, which is right. save the world at any cost. You know what I mean? Be yeah. here for humanity, you know? But also through technology. But through technology, through science, yes. you know? Yeah. But to just quote on the, or talk about the little epilogue, oh, you know, epilogue. just the, oh, yeah, you know, the, the little three, the little three page epilogue, two page epilogue we get, we get uh, the Bane pin is what I wanted to call him huh? because oh. they got that fucking Bane mask. That's on. a different, <laughs> that's a, that's not Marvel. The King, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> King Bane over here. King you know? Bane. Oh, yeah, yeah he they, has. His doctors suggest he take a little bit of venom. Scorpion pain, you know, you know, scorpion. That's kingpin over here. Funny that I just said that because venom is the drug that uh, Bane, <laughs> that Bane, takes. That Bane <laughs> takes to get huge. That's so true. <laughs> See, it all it all works together. It all comes together. Um, but it shows that he essentially may come back mm-hmm. with the, the symbiote. With the symbiote. So yeah. that's that's a reality. I don't know if we've ever really seen too flushed out that i think would be a kind of crazy story too because that's oh, another that kingpin gets the symbiote yeah kingpin becomes a symbiote because that's another person i really think the symbiote would intellectually choose because not only does he have that natural stature. stature and body mm-hmm. mass but he is a strategic and incredibly intelligent human being you True. know and then With, imagine if he was as agile as spider-man as well and I promise you that that guy eats enough for two people already. So that is going to be very well fed with the, with him, yeah. you know. Damn, Mr. We, Fisk. We might see Fisk kind of thin up a little bit, kind of get kind of honestly kinda trade that that uh that uh fat for muscle mass. With with this kind of direction, I think it would be cool to see like um, more Spider-Man villains. Well, I mean, they're all dead in this right here well, for the most part. Some, yeah. But becoming um Venomized. symbiotes yeah. yeah um so i think it would be cool if just talk to they, funko pops if they just say fuck it and they make eddie brock venom again yeah. through this what if story but doc ock venom right i think no, that'd yeah. be really fucking cool i'm sure something like that is coming down the line i i mean if if chip is so inclined to return i'm sure this is this is he's planted these seeds for a reason mm-hmm. um do you think that this is all in response to life story and the success of life story where it's almost like Marvel being like, Hey, let's give you the what if book, but on the low key, this is your new Spider-Man universe. Kick it off where you, cause you could argue that life story is a what if yeah. book in a mm-hmm, sense sure. that it's obviously meant to be a contained now retroactively just stamp that what if logo right on those books mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, do you feel like this is, this is kind of where this is going? It's, yeah. it's interesting to know that this just got made essentially alongside the what if series, huh? I guess they were kind of oh, coming yeah. out it's kind of like kind at of, the same yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I, I can't imagine anyone greater for them to get, hand this off to, because I feel like Chip Zdarsky has great ideas for these characters like mm-hmm. this. And, um, as my, it interests me to see if he's going to continue writing this what if series and yeah. if he's going to choose to continue this story or go on a completely different what would you rather have? path i'm torn between really wanting to see more this king this. this you know yeah. i'm most interested in this epilogue that's what yeah. got me more than anything else coming out of this story is i would because for me i'd love the kingpin would be a blob of a fucking venom because i like the idea that he'd be too much for it to even handle and so it couldn't even make like a physical yeah body easily because it's like them combatantly trying to take control of each other all the time um but i would love to see him write oh i'm sure he could write a fantastic what if thor book or a what if iron fist book you yeah. know and have a lot of really great ideas for those characters so either way he does it i think i'd be on board you know ship yeah. If you guys were going to make a what if book, which character would y'all make it on? Would it be like this, a five issue mini? Yeah. Uh, just a short story. I think Miles, frankly. Miles Morales? I think so. So you would stick with a, a Spider Man story? I think well, how about this? It would be Miles and Wolverine, but Laura, X twenty three Wolverine. Okay. I've always, always, always wanted them to have a book. And it would just be Spider Man Wolverine. But it would just be the those two. And it would be a great way to badass. to be like, oh, there's a Wolverine book, it's Logan. And yeah, there's a Spider-Man book, it's Peter. But there's also a Spider-Man and Wolverine book, and it's Laura and Miles. That actually sounds really cool. Would you have it like um, like an older Laura or kind of younger? So it would be, it might be even more like Life Story, where it's kind of like... Oh, as they grow up? Yeah, I think it would probably take place along like 20 or so years, but I have, Mm -hmm. I've kind of thought about this before, and I have like this neat idea of them kind of having to work, like reluctantly work together until they finally do like, like each other a lot. Not, not, I wouldn't make it more than platonic. Maybe it would be cool. I always love the idea of these characters where one of them really loves the other, but then learns to say like oh i don't have to love them you know mm-hmm. what I mean? so i would maybe play with that idea but other than that i i i think i want to do a book so like it that. would be like what if 
uh, Spider-Man and Wolverine teamed up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, yeah. and then it's even more what if after that. Like, yeah. that's all you give them. But that's I like that idea. Yeah. That what about awesome. you? What would you do? I think I would want to do a what if Hulk. Oh. Um, but what if somebody else was the Hulk oh, instead of Bruce Banner and then just their journey. So like, um, see, those are the ideas I love is like, I, what if this person took on that role mm-hmm. and said like, what if Tony well, Stark, what yeah. if Logan was bitten by the spider? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> his, Dude. his healing factor would have just fleshed it out. <laughs> so true. <laughs> but, but like, what if, um, fucking dead shot became the Hulk? dead shot. <laughs> What if um, Bane was yeah, the Hulk? Yeah, what if Bane was the Hulk? It's like, what but if... No, I would totally do a, a, a Hulk, but I would I would want to do somebody um, somebody like Wilson Fisk who has a lot more oh, control, shit. you know, of themselves mentally. So, or somebody with more willpower than fucking Bruce Banner does. Right. So, I, I think that would be a very compelling story. Mm-hmm. But then it just kind of... But at the same time, that kind of leads into like Maestro. Yeah. You know, my yeah, sure. kind of role. And I, it might be a little too redundant, but I still would love to do a Hulk. A what if Hulk? You know, it's like, what if Steve Rogers was most worthy and Mjolnir literally left oh, Thor to dude. go to Steve and Rogers? battle for Mjolnir. And exactly. And so there was literally that spite there. And so we have Thor come to Earth to f- fight for Mjolnir with Steve Rogers. Oh, who's he, like, he hasn't it, even come to Earth yet. Yeah. And he's like, it chose me. What are you talking? Like it came it's, to me. You it's know? Just the middle of world war two. And, and just suddenly the hammer falls. Exactly. Oh just, my God. <sighs> Kenny, you just blew my goddamn mind wide the fuck open. That sounds That's beautiful. Awesome. That's so fucking dope. The battle for Mjolnir during world war two. Holy shit. Would it have beta Ray Bill in it as well? <laughs> Like he's he also like he's we, also like I want that hammer. It literally starts with like Steve Rogers like breaking into Hitler's bunker and it's like right as he's getting into it, Mjolnir just smashes into the room and just kills Hitler. Like, oh, he literally like, you just see it ex- him explode. Yeah. Like, and and, and he, like the hammer's not even dirty from blood, it's yeah. just like steaming. Well, I just imagine like, like <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining this on like Disney Plus, so I'm seeing <laughs> oh, okay. it pretty like kid friendly in the sense it'd just be like a pile of rubble and the Mjolnir like resting on top of it. No. And Steve just being like I'm imagining comic like, book drawn by Ryan Otley oh, smashes really? right through fucking Hitler's head. And then like as as Steve Rogers just like like reaches his hand out to grab it, it flies to him. Exactly. Oh, not even God. not even trying to do you it. You just made me so happy hearing that idea. <laughs> that is something that definitely should needs be. to happen. Chip. Yeah, Listen I was about to say Chip Sadarsky, man. Please. <laughs> Honestly, that that's probably the best idea out of all three of us. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about the series on Disney+. Plus. Um, it was nine episodes, mm-hmm. eight contained for the most part episodes, and then a ninth where they all kind of come together a little bit. You were asking, why don't they do, why didn't they do a more Spider-Man centric episode? Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they don't want to play with Spider-Man 2 too much if they're not going to have him forever. I gotcha. Fair enough. And so that was one of my biggest gripes with this show. But then that, this would be the perfect place to and they use probably him in. You know what I mean? Don't want to play with True. Spider-Man too much, considering they're they have a Spider-Man movie coming out right now. They don't oh, want like the multiverse too, too many yeah Spider-Man ideas. Or too many multiverses at the same time. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a very good point as, as well. Um, but as you notice, a lot of the MCU actors came back to reprise their mm-hmm. roles. Mm-hmm. Not everyone was reprised by their roles, including Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man was played by, I think his name is Josh Keaton. Okay. Who played him in the Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon. It's cool that it was at least oh, a Spidey. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so he did, he, I mean, it didn't not sound like Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I was, I not that I'm like hooting and hollering for Tom Holland, but you know, I'm not hollering <laughs> for Tom Holland <laughs> yeah. for him. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I mean, that's, I think it's mostly that. It's just they don't want to play with that too much. But another thing that really bugged me was that this Uatu has obviously the tiniest scope of the Marvel Universe, where we don't see X Men or mutants or mm. the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Or, and then it's, it's still playing on the idea of like, oh, I've never seen anything like this before. You know, and it's like, yeah, the homie, there's a lot of shit you ain't seen. Before. Yeah. <laughs> what have you seen Charles watching? Xavier? <laughs> Exactly. You've been watching Murder, She Wrote for the last 2,000 years. What are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, that was my biggest gripe with it was that this Uatu seemed so grandiose and, and above it all. And he's like, I've seen it all. I've seen every outcome possible. And it's 
evident that that isn't true. And so it makes me wonder if there, how, how, how do you explain that with a multiverse? Like, is there only a certain amount of scope that each watcher is able to see within the infinite universes? Wait, when I think Maybe. you're completely right that I think this was the perfect project for them to be like, let's fucking throw some X-Men in there. Let's, let's take all these things that we've officially purchased and are under our umbrella now and stick them in something where it makes sense that these are what if stories. This mm-hmm. is from fucking all over the universe, you know? And I was very surprised that we didn't get more of that. Cause I kind of expected, especially once we saw like Scarlet Witch in the zombie episode, you know, mm-hmm. I was genuinely expecting like, you know, I was, I couldn't believe we didn't get zombie Quicksilver. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, I couldn't believe they didn't even do that. You know, right. so I really expected uh, more of the mutant, especially side where I was like, they have that project now. And this is an animated environment. They can throw all these people in voice actors. People don't give a shit about, you know, as much. No, sorry, guys. But, you know, people aren't going <laughs> to aren't going to burn Disney to the ground for voice actors, you know, right. recasting these characters as voices, you know. So I was genuinely amazed that we didn't get more of that i agree with you wholeheartedly uh, that's kind of a bummer but i thought these were going to be nine completely contained stories and i think i was kind of already thrown off the rails as soon as you really shine the light on like no pay attention all these characters are obviously lining up to come back for a big yeah. hot finale yeah. and i was like damn it you know that why that's not what i wanted from this you know mm-hmm. so it was kind of a little baby bummer for me that that's how it had to end with this big epic like See, I had come back around at that really? point. I was <laughs> like, okay, the ninth episode is maybe my favorite because it just threw us into the action. Mm-hmm. Everything else mm-hmm. felt so much like a fucking introduction to these characters. And it, w- it was like half-baked, you know? And yeah, so I, I, I can see what you mean. Yeah. I watched the ninth, ep- I will say that I watched the ninth episode weeks after I watched eight. It went through eight, yeah. you know what I mean? I waited a long time and then watched nine last night before we could talk about it today. That's, you know? that's actually really funny. <laughs> um, what's it called? I so the ninth episode made me really wonder um how strong are the infinity stones because like in some like I'm not too deep in like mm-hmm. the lore of infinity stones but like in some places it, um some content it's like oh the infinity stones are the most powerful thing in this universe well they're not no longer in that universe yeah you know what I mean yeah and then in other places um they can only be used in one universe yeah um other times they can be used in multiple universes and in this one obviously ultron was able to take them and use them fucking everywhere yeah you know that's that's a good point there is no real rules to about it yeah it's just whatever the comic and i feel like writer makes even lean into that with the crusher rules where they're like Mm -hmm. oh our crusher doesn't work on these stones it was like (laughs) Okay, I guess that yeah. that even, makes sense. Why even write the crusher into it? Maybe. Exactly. Oh, well, okay, so here's the other thing: they didn't because of the pandemic. They didn't get enough time to finish the Gamora episode, so we mm. didn't even get to see Sakar, Iron Man, yeah. and Gamora with the Infinity Crusher because obviously that was from their episode. Yeah, and we're just like, oh, I don't know why they even put that in this if it's not even going to work. It must have had more importance in her episode. You think it? You think it just got cut? It will no, it didn't get cut because like, it will come it out made? season two. Yeah, it'll come out oh, eventually. It it's like coming drawn? out season two. I didn't know there was actually going to be a season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there is going to be a season two, and this is where I'm hoping. Now that they've looped everybody in, like, hey, this is MCU. Specific, this is the multiverse Avengers. Well, now they can start introducing what we just talked about—the thing and Wolverine—and be like, hey, you remember them from the Fox stuff? imagine huh what if you know and so i hope that they do that because Even like daredevil or yeah. iron fist or their netflix fucking mm, projects there they've left on the fucking shelf it's like yeah. why can't y'all take anybody new that you mm-hmm. haven't used in the last 20 fucking eight movies you've made let's see some player you have so many other players you own at this point yeah. that we would happily see put to this fucking screen i think they just Throw don't want to take there. the chance I th- it's I, not even a risk. At this. I think I think it's in fear of confusing the audience. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, homie, you're already confusing the audience with every one of these movies. They're <laughs> so fucking complicated. Well, not not honestly, but for just like a popcorn kind of guy that's yeah. just like, oh, Vin Diesel, yeah. You know, I feel like this is this is just so convoluted a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Um, which which one of your which one of the episodes was you guys' favorite? Hmm. I would honestly say the last one. Nine. Okay, yeah. let's say, okay, excluding nine. 
which one of these origin stories was made. I'd have to favorite. look at it real quick. It'd be the one you tried to talk the most shit to me about, which would be the Doctor Strange episode, oh, I guess. Which I don't. The thing is, is I would happily skip the first ten minutes of that episode mm, every re-watch. time to wa- to wa- rewatch it, and I just really liked the latter half where he just tries to use the magic and all, you know, mm-hmm. and keeps getting caught in the loop. It's basically the Doctor Strange movie where she's yeah. like, "Hey, get caught in a loop." So you're crazy. <laughs> Do you have the list pulled up next to you, Paul Damien? I'm of trying the, to pull up the mine. shows. Yeah, I'm trying to. Pull I mean, I didn't. I didn't love the show as a whole. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, my yeah. what if is what if they made a better show? Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be my episode number ten. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's not any of them that I was like, "Holy shit!" From start to finish, I fucking loved everything I just saw. You know. Um, I just wrote a better what if story sitting here. Oh, the 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 <laughs> Thor, yeah, for sure. Um, no one came back from the third episode. What if the world lost its mightiest heroes? Uh-oh. That's the one where Hank Pym kills everybody. Yeah, there was no one to come back. They all died. Yeah, exactly. And then sort of the zombies played into it, which yeah, was, yeah. Scarlet Witch returning. Yeah. Well, and also oh, just a pile of zombies. No, a pile yeah. of zombies. <laughs> well, I love that part because it's not the zombies. It's what came with the zombies. I, I I, really did like episode nine, too. You're right. It was just fun. You know, it just was accepting and pulling everything I actually really liked the Captain Carter episode. Yeah, I episode really one liked... was really strong. So, yeah, episode one was good for me. Episode two was fun for me. Episode three is one of the best, I think. And then episode eight is one of the best, I think. Because I thought it was very cool to see that, like, basically actualized Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah. In the episode eight. What if Ultron mm-hmm. won episode? And then I kind of like it episode seven, too. I yeah. had fun with episode oh, seven. Oh, did you really? <laughs> so episode seven and episode two are very space-based. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of space characters. Probably the goofiest episodes. And they're both goofy. And I really enjoyed that about this. I didn't want anything it serious was... that I had to take seriously and actually pay attention to. Oh, and you it's know? the stories about like, the heaviest hitters. The ones that have like Thanos and mm. Thor and mm-hmm. the people that are the strongest kind of be like, well, they, they can't be doing anything too crazy. <laughs> yeah, Y'all that's... should watch Star Wars Visions. <laughs> I did watch the first episode because apparently that's the best one and I thought it was pretty lame so it didn't i mean didn't motivate me i don't to continue. know who you're listening to <laughs> that's a good one you agreed when i said that last i didn't time. say it was the best one i you said that you what heard that that it was really good what is it anyway what is it about yeah it's it's about a duel oh star wars between yeah no between the, the first one's just called the duel and it's uh between two force wielders it's very oh. like ronin-esque yes you know like samurai fight in a village small and that's, village that's more than likely why people like it more than the fact that it's star wars you know what i mean the animation is it's good. dog shit for me I it's pretty it. good it's interesting. cool. It's cool animation. I it's think interesting. I'm, it's unique, you know? I think I like stuff more than I hate stuff. So I yeah. think I'll probably like it. <laughs> I don't know. I, but, you, um, you like that that new Berserk anime? Then you'd probably like it. Oh, is it it's very 3D animated? Yes. Oh, well, I, I, I mean, really, so is what if. Well, it's not. It's two-dimensional, but it's that like that... That like what is stiff walking well but it's all in black and white. It doesn't oh. even have like the color, you know, to give it like I think that contrast. sounds interesting. It has color. It does um, have it's some the lightsabers. Color. Yeah, that, the only uh, color is like up, yeah. lights. Any any electrical device. All of this mm-hmm. is getting cut because we're being so I, negative I and nitpicky. Pick, uh, all I, I was saying was you guys can watch it. That's literally <laughs> all I said. And Kenny got mad about it. Frankly, okay, I, I, I'll leave it all in. I don't care about Spy- uh, Star Wars anymore. I almost yeah. said Spider Man. I don't care <laughs> about Star Wars. Wars anymore. Yeah, me neither. And I, I, got a Star Wars I know exactly how you feel, mm-hmm. but I watched it just to watch it and i really enjoyed it and that's the only reason i recommend it is because i enjoyed it so much you know whether it was star wars or not it's something new and fresh um and it and honestly a direction that star wars should have taken a long time ago i think uh we had a theory in a previous episode where we said what if dc just sublet all of their characters out to anime studios Mm -hmm. and i think that that's one of the best ways they can compete in today's market yeah, and I wish they would. Anime's fucking hot right now. Because <laughs> fucking fucking Jack Snyder is not making good fucking <laughs> DC movies. Great job. <laughs> uh, so, what do you guys think of What If as a series? Oh, I mean, like the show. I, yeah. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed it. Um, I I wasn't really expecting a season two though. So, I mean, I don't know if that says anything to the series as a whole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it was cool, but. I felt more like it's a one-off kind of thing. 
Yeah, uh, there is going to be more. Um, I thought they should have let Chip Zdarsky write it from what I'm seeing right now. And then honestly, maybe we could have gotten a great series. Yeah. that right there, what we just read, would have been a badass episode of What If. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I think it would have had to have been like two episodes. I feel like this, even though it was five issues, it, it was pretty meaty, in my mm-hmm. opinion. It, it had... A lot to it had a lot of scenery or a lot of set changes oh, and a lot of uh, a lot of moving parts mm-hmm. yeah and a lot of psychological monologuing mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. you know is very important because that's what it really you know got into is like the psychological side of venom and how right. it really like you know eats into your personality and convince you to be worse than you are you know mm-hmm. so exactly badass so uh yeah okay right, so yeah thank you guys for listening uh rate and review us on itunes that helps out a lot we are gonna start reading those reviews pretty soon Ooh. um yeah if you guys give us five stars i'll read your review on the air we'll, we'll um, read them either way just as long as they don't have any slurs but them. give us five stars but don't we'll still don't, read them don't put any of those slurs in them yeah you can't so no trick, slurpy bads you can't trick me into reading a slur <laughs> word i'm not i'm not like that Put sofa and then king. He hey, won't get it. whoa! He won't understand. I don't know what you're saying right now, but that sounds racist. Um, sofa king. Uh, also <laughs> follow kidding. us on Instagram, and uh, that's going to be in our show notes below. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you guys for listening, as always. Next week, yes, to Ooh. continue our chipmas. Chipmas. We are doing afterlift. Yes. Written by Chip Zdarsky. Looks like the art is done by Jason Liu. Yes. This is a Comixology exclusive. I think there is a physical version. I didn't know they made comic books. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Sorry. I think there's a physical version out on Image. I'm not sure. But we're going to be reading it on Comixology. Okay. So that's where we'll be next week. Uh, We're going to continue this Chipmas for the rest of this month. I think it might bleed into January a little bit. I think our last episode comes out on the 31st. Oh, okay. Never mind. And that'll be New Year's Eve. (laughs) That'll be on, uh, that'll be a Kingamas episode. Mm -hmm. So never mind. So uh, (laughs) yeah, Chipmas all month. All Uh, month long. Come back next week, guys. Let's hit that button one time. All right. We're going to hit you right on that after lift next week. So we will see y'all then, or we'll see you on another time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Get the fuck out of here. This is just awful.